Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini, and back in episode 29, we spoke to Andrea Vugtavin of Family Tree Therapies in Grand Rapids, Michigan, who runs a support group for siblings of special needs kids. In this episode, we're speaking with Aubrey Borma, who assists Andrea with those support group meetings and actually has a sibling with special needs. Aubrey talks about growing up with a special needs sibling and the issues she faced with her friends, her family, and society in general. She talks about how she and her parents worked together and coped with those issues and what parents can do for their children who are in similar situations. Aubrey also speaks about what adult siblings of special needs persons can do if they're still having issues in their own relationships with their special needs siblings and their families. I started off by asking Aubrey to describe what it was like growing up with a sibling who has special needs. Well, growing up with Ben definitely made our lives as siblings quite different from our peers. Um, I was silent about both the struggles my family endured as well as the laughter my brother Ben brought to our lives until my first year of college just because it was so different and I didn't know how to talk to people about it. Um, and having an older brother with severe developmental disabilities meant my life looked so different from my fellow classmates who just didn't understand the disabilities <clears throat> firsthand. And, for example, I vividly remember an event where a change in routine caused a foot to switch in my brother that he couldn't control. And he was just attending a sporting event with our parents and... He's six foot three and well overweight, so his outburst was really dangerous and intimidating and I'm sure really confusing for all the bystanders. So when I was faced with questions from friends, I remember feeling so torn because I didn't know how to be honest about the frustrating and sometimes scary reality of life with Ben. Well, at the same time, communicate that he was and always would be the older brother I loved dearly and couldn't imagine life without, so... Explaining that frequent ugliness of his diagnosis seemed like a betrayal to a brother who I knew would feel great remorse for his actions a couple of hours later. Um, and so it wasn't until I realized I could be a voice for Ben that I opened up. Um, and as a sibling to someone with special needs, we, we just grow up a lot faster and we mature a lot faster than most of our peers. We talk about tough things like what happens when our parents are gone and we become the legal guardians or um, we learn to take care of our sibling even when they're a lot older than us, which is true in my case. And um, as siblings, we learn quickly how to be patient or how to accept differences in other people. And we become really empathetic towards others going through challenges because we've gone through all those hard challenges ourselves and we've experienced heartache over the dreams and the wishes we have for our sibling when we come to understand that those dreams may never come true. Um, as siblings, we give up little things like having friends over for sleepovers because we're unsure of their reaction. Um, we try to be the best kids so that our parents don't have more to worry about beyond our sibling. Uh, but overall, it's, it's so rewarding, and I'm so grateful for my brother and um, just so blessed to have him because I've learned more from him than any other person in my life. So I think overall, even though it's so different from all of my peers' lives, it was just, I'm just so blessed and so grateful that I could have been as a brother. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the concerns about, you know, having a, a sibling with special needs because, you know, you grew up with your situation with your brother and then uh, you work with 
kids who are also siblings of special needs kids. And what are some of the concerns that you hear about kids with their relationship with their siblings with special needs? Um, kids who have siblings with special needs really care about their relationship. Some kids want to be really fully involved, and others stay a little bit on the outside. Um, but I think all siblings think about many of these different topics. Like, they want their sibling to be happy, to achieve their goals, and to have a bright future, and to have good friends and do well at their activities. And um, kids worry about their siblings being picked on and how they can help them. And I also, I also realize siblings go through periods of deep sadness when their sibling is being treated in a way that is disrespectful or hurtful, whether um, it happens in public and it happens at home sometimes. And um, so we just go through that, that sadness. And sometimes we feel helpless when our sibling is acting out or, or having a rough day. Um, but I think siblings, all of us want to understand and and we want to know why this is going on. And we want to ha- we want to have a brother or sister that we can confide in and experience life with. But it's not always easy or clear to know how to do that. Um, I can't speak for those siblings who have um, siblings with higher functioning because my brother is quite low fu- functioning. But um, I'm sure there are many of the same concerns and probably many other things that I don't understand from their perspective. But it's often hard to figure out what siblings are truly worried about. And I know when I was growing up, I didn't want to ask my parents questions because I knew it was painful to talk about Ben's condition, and I didn't want to bring more pain than there already was. But I really want to encourage parents to talk to their children about the tough topics because kids really do understand more than we give them credit for, um, especially kids who have siblings with special needs, and they really need to know what's going on and how they can help and um, how to give answers to kids at school who ask questions all the time. So uh, just creating a safe space to talk about things is really vital for these kids. Right. So you feel like the parents really need to step in and try to establish open communication with their kids so that they have a chance to express their concerns. Oh, yeah. And that sort of thing. That's really, really important. That's great. Yeah, because now sometimes we hear about adults who grew up with special needs siblings and complain about how their parents, they feel at least, that their parents ignored them in order to concentrate on their special needs sibling. And sometimes they carry a lot of anger over these issues. What would you say to those adults who are in that situation where they're still angry about how they were feel that they were ignored while their special needs sibling got all the attention? I personally don't have anger towards my family in regards to my brother. Um, I regret that we didn't talk about Ben's diagnosis more often, but my parents did a really great job of including all of us. And so I want I want to encourage those adults to dig into that pain and the anger that they have deep inside of them. I think the surface anger is normal. We're all angry that our siblings can't be living life like we are, and we're angry that we don't have to make or that we have to make um, really big sacrifices sometimes. And we all hurt, but you have to take time to dive into it. Um, I think when we look deeper at that anger towards our parents for spending more time and money on our sibling, we have to put ourselves in our parents' shoes. Like, how many sleepless nights did they have worrying about how to make more time for the other kids or wondering how in the world they're going to raise children in two completely different ways. And most of our parents just wanted the best for all of us, which 
meant going to different therapists when needed and trying activities to see if isolated or special needs would respond in a better way to something different. Um, I know it's not easy to raise kids, and I know it's not easy to raise kids with special needs, so putting it together means figuring out a lot more. And a lot of times parents do this without a lot of outside help. So I think the biggest thing is, is forgiveness and harboring anger does no good. So looking into it and deciding whether it's because of our own selfishness of wanting more time that we didn't get or because of wrongdoing, um, it just really helps to look into that. And it's okay to talk to family members or friends who have hurt us. And it's, it's really necessary to have those discussions. Otherwise, the anger just becomes detrimental to our relationship. Do you think that uh, adults who still carry anger toward their parents about these problems can find help in dealing with these issues? Because I know a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to go to a therapist or a psychologist or something like that. But I'm thinking more along the terms of are there uh, the potential for support groups, such as the ones that you do for the younger siblings? Are there older sibling groups? Yeah, it's really, really hard to find sibling groups for adults. In fact, um, Andrea and I were, were trying to figure out how we could make something work for adults. And um, so at, at this point, I don't know of any in our area specifically, but um, I know there are some throughout the United States and other places. Um, it's just, it's so hard to find adult sibling groups. So there's, um, there's websites that are really good for adults to get into, uh, like siblingsupport.org and Making Us Whole is a really good um, organization, too. It's part of the Christian Learning Center. Um, and there's really good books, but there aren't a lot of support groups. And honestly, uh, I got the most help from the counselor that I went to when I got into college, and that was just the best thing that I ever did. And I had always been one of those people who thought I didn't need a counselor because I could deal with it. Um, but it was really the best thing for me. And just talking talking with other people, even if they're not in a support group, is just really helpful, too. Well, I think that has to be part of the big thing, is being able to talk to other people who've had the similar experiences. Because um, from uh, my mind as a parent, it must be extremely difficult to be able to express what's going on when you're so worried about people's reactions or uh, opinions about how you feel. And so many times I think a lot of uh, siblings of special needs kids just kind of close off about that subject and don't talk about it because they don't really know how to cope with it otherwise. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what could uh, what could some parents do uh, to help their children who have a special needs sibling to be able to understand that they're not being ignored or being pushed into the background as some siblings will claim happens? Um, there are a lot of things that parents can do. Um, like I said previously, it's important to talk about their sibling with special needs. Just just the three of them or maybe we'll see more kids with all the kids and the parents and talk about the hard things just as much as the good things like their parents or um, the laughter that they bring into the home. I know sometimes it's, it's easy to get into a rut and you can talk about the really hard things, but um, it's good to remember all of the happy things that are brought into. Um, it's important to set aside time to spend with each child alone. And I know this is really hard to do, but even if it's just 15 minutes before they go to bed every other week or something, 
um, which is really hard because our culture is constantly telling us to go, 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 but it's so vital to the health of our families just to spend time together. Um, another thing that I actually did while growing up was a journal that my mom and I kept, and we wrote back and forth. Sometimes it was daily, but other times a month or two would go by before we passed the journal back. And it was so helpful because I could just tell her whatever I was thinking, and sometimes writing it out with nobody watching me is a lot easier than trying to put everything into words when you're looking at someone face-to-face. And so that journal was really important, and I actually still do that with her. Um, and then I know this is kind of a touchy subject for some parents, but I really encourage them to look into a caregiver or something like a special needs day camp or even a week-long camp for their child so that they can spend more time with their spouse and their other kids with a lot less stress. I think sometimes we feel like we should be the ones caring for them all the time or that no one else could care for them as well as we can. Um, But there are so many people who can love their children if they give them a chance, and they're more than happy to give us a break. Um, I think that was one of the best things that my parents did, too, was just finding time to spend just with our family um, and having someone else take care of them for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, uh, I happen to know someone who does that. They have a child with special needs, and that child uh, is able to go to a couple of different camps every year, and the sibling loves it because then for that week or two when the the child with special needs is gone, that's that sibling's week to do whatever they want, and uh, it's it's really helpful. Yeah, it, it just gives them a chance just to feel like they have a completely normal family and they can just spend time with their parents and do a lot of things that they aren't able to when their sibling is there. Right. Now, are there any organizations that or websites that you, I know you, we talked about one, uh, but are there, what are some of the websites and organizations that uh, might be able to work with both siblings, younger siblings of special needs kids, and also older siblings and their families? Yeah. Um, I don't know very many for adults specifically. There, it's just such a hard thing. I don't know why. Um, that's something that I want to do after I get out of school, though. And um, there are a couple websites. Like I mentioned earlier, siblingsupport.org is really great. They have a lot of different resources and um, things that they talk about. And then makingushold.wordpress.org, um, that's the one that's part of the Christian Learning Center. And they have a ton of different resources, and they pull in people from everywhere to write um, different posts and stuff. I actually wrote a blog post for them last year. Um, and then... A really good book to read for siblings is called The Sibling Survival Guide by Don Meyer. And that I would recommend to every single sibling out there, even parents. Um, And there's a lot of different books that are really, really good for siblings to read. Um, And then, like, the sibling groups here, like the one that Andrea does, that one's super awesome for kids. It's for younger kids, not adults. And... um, Besides that, there aren't a lot of groups around here. Um, but I think the most helpful thing is just talking to your family and your friends and um, who are just going to listen and be there for you because a lot of times you just need to get it out and not harbor it inside all the time. That's great. Um, any uh, any final thoughts or uh, comments or suggestions you have that uh, would be good for uh, siblings and parents to understand? 
I think for parents it's understanding. I think sometimes they uh, feel bad for their kids because they think it's really hard growing up or even I've had parents tell me that um, other people are like, why do you, why do you why do you have more kids? Because it's just going to make them hard to grow up with this, the child with special needs. And I think that's so wrong because I've learned more from my brother than from any other person. And um, just my life is so much more blessed with him. And so I, I just want people to understand that we can be the voice for our siblings or our children with special needs because sometimes they don't have a voice to be able to say um, what they're thinking or or what they're struggling with, and so it's important for us to be there because we can be that voice that they don't have. My thanks again to Aubrey Borma for sharing her personal story and the great advice that she has to offer. All of the links to the websites and resources that she spoke about in the interview are available on the Special Parents Confidential website on the page for this episode. As we always do at this point, a reminder that if you like this episode of Special Parents Confidential or any episode that we've done, please share our site with your friends, family, and all your connections on social media. You can do this easily with the social media buttons on our website. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on Google+, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pinterest, StumbleUpon, Reddit, or any other social media sites that you prefer. You can also sign up for our email service and have new posts and podcast episodes delivered right to your inbox the moment they're available online. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and PodDirectory as a free subscription. And if you have a moment, please write a review about our podcast. Anything you can do to help us spread the word about Special Parents Confidential will be able to help us continue these podcasts. And that's it for this episode of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini. Thanks for listening.